Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We are coming to you live from our brand new podcast studio at Area 50. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We were going to... Move it on up, baby. We were going to have this recorded with our brand new sound equipment and all that, and then as it seems to go, once you pull it out of the box, you realize you're missing this piece and that piece. We need a couple wires and such, but we are on our way. So... Fun announcement, next podcast, we're going to have professional recording equipment, professional mics. Potentially a guest. Potentially a, a lot a lot better just sound quality. So you, mean, guys, yeah. you guys are in for a treat. We at least have it tampered down now so that we're not just in an echo chamber. We've got blankets on the wall. We've got a giant rug that got covers some our entire... Ladies and gentlemen, we got some sweet free rugs and we, we got, got one. Yeah. And it's just been... It's a fluffy shag rug, and it basically fills this entire room. We've just been scoring left and right, the goodies. We've just been back and forth to fucking Goodwill so many times now, and now we've finally got pretty much everything other than our final little bit of sound equipment. It's glorious. It's going to be tough to find chairs that match these chairs. I don't think we need to. But, uh, yeah, we don't need to. Those chairs match good enough. We got some sick new chairs. We got a nice little table that we're recording off of. So pretty much everything from now on you're going to be hearing out of our new little professional podcast studio. Let's go. That's the thing about now that we only got two guys living in the house, we got a free room. We got so a it's free like, room. Let's trick it out and fucking put some, let's, let's make it a podcast Let's room. studio it up. We're going to take some edibles today. We uh, tried to get some drugs last night to know if I also were going to be doing some edibles today. That's way it goes. But uh, it's been a hell of a Saturday. Hell of a Saturday. We got the... Got the chorin done. Got the chorin done. Cleaned our house, like clean the inside and the outside. Mowed the lawn, trimmed the bushes, raked the pine, the needles. Like uh, you're going pretty well, ladies and gentlemen. It's going pretty well. Now what uh, what edibles you got there, Kevin? Got the lawn coming back. I don't know. I got a peach mango right here and a fucking blackberry right here. How many milligrams you going? I'm going 40 right now. All right. And then uh, I'll probably take another one. I got some tipsy turtles. There you go. And some chocolate chip cookies. There you go. Pretty excited about it. Except the stupid. I just got. Some, I just got some gummies. Package. It's fucking not not just child proof. It's everybody proof. Gotta get a knife. Oh, you need a knife. Yep. I right, don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin is struggling with his marijuana package. So. He's gonna go Rambo style and get his machete. Yeah, that right. Like cut his finger like Harrison did at Christmas. You gotta have good blade control. You gotta have good blade control. I'll talk about really machetes. It's really mostly about balance than anything. It's not about force or speed. If you have good balance, you can cut through a tree in one swipe. Slow as fuck. It's about that balance. You gotta have that balance. I'm also enjoying my beers out of a nice red solo cup today. Just felt right. Which is an interesting turn of events. Just felt right. Let's see what these turtles got in store here. Couple tortugas. Oh, does that not remind you of going to Washington? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we used to, uh, all the good time of Buzz, Ian Harrison, we all used to, uh, when it wasn't quite legal in Oregon. Allegedly. But it was this legal is alleged. in Washington. This is allegedly. all alleged, by the way. No, it was actually legal in Washington, but the whole rest of it is alleged. Uh, just take yes. a little trip up to uh, Washington, pick up just a bunch of fucking 
edibles and shit. Edibles and flowers. Eat them on the way home and get weird with it. Allegedly. I remember we were all in a McDonald's just fucking high as titty balls one time. Just could not fucking handle it. Classic. But that's, my, that's pretty much the only thing Washington's good for. Oh. It's a quality turtle. That, turtle, 25 milligrams. Each one? Uh-huh. Wow, that's baller. These are each 10. Oh, that's such a nice taste. So that's how our Saturday been going, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're about to smirk a joint. Had a late light, late night last night. I had, a, I had a gig friends, at the though. Nashville kitchen uh, from 8 to 11. And Kevin and I were going to go hit up the bar, see if we could find our guy. And, uh, and I was like, I don't think you're going to stay up till midnight. And Kevin said, yes, he is. I did not, though. So I texted him right as I was finishing up my gig. And didn't hear back from him for a minute. And then all of a sudden I get a text back uh, that he's ready to go. So I came back. We picked him. I picked him up. We went back to Doty's and uh, started scoping out the target. Had some cocktails. Had some cocktails. Had some seven and sevens. Yep. Uh, really, I was pretty tired when we got there because I had taken a nap while you were gone. And then, like, we got there. And I saw his truck, so I was like, I'm pretty sure he's here. But we couldn't, I couldn't see him in the bar. So I just got a drink. Then we saw him. And then we went over there, and <coughs> he had an entourage this time. He had a whole Like 40 entourage. people. It's too many people. So we were just hanging out, and then those stupid fucks wanted to fucking shoot pool with us. Yeah. So then we ended up playing pool with him, and then they turned out to be pretty fun. They were talking shit. They, we... That they, bar is just a straight drug bar. That bar is a straight drug bar. It's just straight, everybody's Everyone on, on coke. coke. Everyone's looking to party. Everybody's partying pretty People hard. are aggressive because they're on coke, but they don't Everybody know. turns out to be pretty nice. Yeah, everybody turns out to be pretty chill. Like, it's a, it's a weird fucking bar. It's way better than Eddie's, but it's a weird bar. Way better than Eddie's. Um, not even, yeah, that's not even a comparison. No, but, uh... And then we ended up talking to this fucking black dude outside who yeah, basically t- told us that he chopped up a he, bunch of people yeah, murdered, and disposed of them. Yeah, because they raped his brother's sister or something. Which is like, look, that's, I mean, th- justifiable or whatever, but w- he told us this with, within five minutes of meeting him. He was well, here's the deal. When you were talking to... He was uh, on the story. When you were talking to Red, fucking, he and I were talking, and then he was like, yeah, I'm from Spokane. Or it turns out he's from Louisiana, but he's like, I, he said he was from Spokane. It's like, no shit, I'm from Portland area. He fucking goes, fucking give me a hug, brother. So we fucking hugged it out. Nice. And then the next thing I know, he's telling us about just fucking hacking up people. And the cops just... The cops just falsified the report. the report. And let him fucking run with it. There you go. And it's like, all right, man. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, well, what are you going to do? Exactly. See, it seems... If what he told me is true... It's gruesome. It seems justified. Well, yeah. If the D, if like you know. But also, uh, what he told us was gruesome. Yeah. Had like a standing four zero in college. Yeah, just it, it real interesting. He said like, he just like casually mentioned like, ah, yeah, I, I had to repeat my freshman year, but that was because I just got back from Germany. And it's like what? He just like kept very very casually just kept mentioning things. And it's just like what is going on? Yeah, he had a he had a layered <coughs> layered little story, and he seemed super nice. Said he'd buy us some drinks next time yeah. we came in, but uh, 
seemed very friendly. He seemed like a guy who didn't want to be on the bad But side. he told us. He was like, yeah, I don't mean nobody no harm. Just don't cross me. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, we probably won't do that. Probably won't. Not really our style to just fucking go double-crossing folks. Well, that could be a fun gag. Double-crossing people? Yeah. Just going in for the double-cross every once in a while. I mean, I hear that. Double, I would double-cross a duck fan. Fuck yeah. In a heartbeat. Fuck him. In a heartbeat. Like, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even think twice. I enjoy cutting duck fans off in traffic. Like, they're barely human. They're not, I don't think. They're, like, they're below monkeys. Tyson's real. Well, I don't know. I'm not. Tyson's the realest motherfucker. I'm not quite sure Tyson is a duck fan, though, because he doesn't have any of the other qualities. <laughs> like, being a douche and. Yeah. Yeah, you need certain qualities to actually qualify as a duck fan. Yeah, like, sure, he likes them, but I think he's just rooting for colors. Okay. <laughs> Should never be rooting for colors. You'd be rooting for <laughs> ideas, and the ideas behind the Beaver program is stronger. Yeah, obviously. Pac-12 got a new commissioner, fucking former MGM Grand Casino Resorts, fucking head of sports betting or some shit like that. Guy's just been a fucking... Bows. Bows. Like... When it really comes down to it, the amount of shit you have to be good at to actually run the biggest casino in Vegas, essentially. And especially the sports gambling aspect, which isn't the hugest aspect, but it is a very No, but there are more sports gamblers than any other type of gamblers. And you have to know, and you have to know, you have to make, they make spreads on everything. So he did that. What else did he do? A&E at one point. I think maybe TNT or CBS or something. He was like. He was on the board of a lot of different, yeah. like, big companies. So it's looking good for the Pac-12 moving forward because the Pac-12... And his most really recent job. Yeah. yeah, his most recent job was MGM Grand. Yeah. But, yeah, we've definitely been suffering, and the he Pac-12 seems like a guy... suffering over the last... He seems uh, like a guy that can years. wheel and deal with the media companies. Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy that knows the value of sports on TV. Like, he seems like a legitimate... Well, the thing about the Pac-12 is, like, the Pac-12... Is not the strongest conference. I mean, it depends what sport we're talking about, but I mean, in general, it's not the strongest conference. But we've been being undercut by our previous fucking yeah, by our previous yeah. And so, with a new guy at the helm, who probably yeah, good with media, <coughs> uh, probably good at just getting getting uh, the word of mouth, I guess, about like the yeah. Pac-12 is going to be fucking. A hitter this year. Yeah. Like getting that out, and then that's all of a sudden going to bring recruits. It's going to make each program stronger overall. Like it's, it'll be a di- you know sort of a long process. But it'll but, but it'll it's start trending really dividends. Yeah, you'll start seeing dividends, especially if we can get three teams in the elite eight every year. Yeah. I mean that was pretty dope, especially since one of them was the Beavs. Let's go Beavs. Well, you and I were talking about this yesterday. It's like. Fucking, that was one of the greatest little runs. Like, March was so fucking fun. It was magical, bro. Uh, it was glorious. There was just something to get you through the week all week because you, had, you got to look forward to the games. Yeah. Oh, that's the first ash on this fucking new rug. Oh, uh, it's not. I mean, it is a new rug, but it's not a new rug. Ladies and gentlemen. It's a street rug. Uh, yeah, we got, we got a couple street rugs. So every once in a while, they'll do dump day. And you can just put pretty much anything outside, smaller than an SUV, and the dump will come and pick it up and take it for you. But if you fucking walk the streets, you can apparently you can find... You pick up a lot of yeah, Next you, time that happens, we should go to, the, like, the really rich neighborhoods. Yeah, apparently you just find some good stuff, because we found some good rugs. We have to stay in this house now, because now we have way too much stuff yeah. that we could ever fit somewhere else. Yeah. 
We got some good. We got good stuff. Yeah. We're like AMPM. Too much good Too stuff. Too much good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Luana's probably going to come by at the end of the month. And that, we just have to negotiate ourselves well because we literally can't move out now. Yeah, we should. now we're locked in. We got at least another year at the current price that she's, you know, moved it to. But the question is, is she going to ask us about the tile? It's on her, dude. We have proof. It is on her. We have proof that that was not us. No matter what. And, like, I do think that she does really like us now. But even so, I just, I always feel like I'm walking a tightrope with her. Because we were so close to oblivion. Yeah. With no, like, no reconciliation, no apology, no nothing. No. When you compare our house now, though, to the state it was in when she showed up, it's a pretty vast yeah. gap between the two. 100%. And so I do think that she will appreciate this. But the thing is, she also just shows up. Like, I was Too home much. cleaning the house before you had got home from work. And she fucking, all of a sudden, her and some dude are fucking walking around the house looking at the house. It's like, I need to know that you're here. I immediately hide all the weed stuff. Like... It's just stressful because you always feel like she's going to drop in or she'll just text you on the weekends. She'll call you, leave you a message. You obviously don't answer because it's the weekend. And then she'll leave you a message and she'll text you, hey, please call me as soon as you can. And it's like, you're really bumming out my weekend. Yeah. Like, let's talk later. Yeah. Come on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Wednesday is the right day because Wednesday it's just good enough that you're getting to the latter half of the week, but you're also in the week to where you're sort of business oriented more than it's fucking weekend time. Let's party. She is. She's a tough customer. She's just around too much. Yeah. She has too many things going on to where she just. She's got too much free time. Yeah. She just drives by. Just yeah. to drive on. She lives way out in Fountain Hills, and she still ends up here all the time. All the time. She's ending up here at the point where she's not giving us a heads up, and I think it's not technically legal the way she's going about it. I don't think it is either. But she thinks now that we've got a good rapport, oh, these boys will just let me drop in. It's like, no, lady. No. We like to party. Yeah, you never know what you're dropping in on. No. This, yeah, no, you don't. Listen, lady. So, I I expect to hear from her this weekend just because we didn't hear from her last weekend. And at this point, it's like she's hitting us up often. Often. And so, I expect to hear from her this week, but I guess we'll fucking see. If not, her fucking gardener guy will probably fucking show up at least. Yeah. Somebody shows up from Luana's camp. Once a week. Once a week. Yeah. No warning. One in every six, one in every five, maybe. Yeah. She gives us like, hey, dipshit's going to be by whoever it is. And it's like, okay, are you going to be here too? Yeah. I need to know that. But, uh. And now she's taken to staying for like a fucking hour. She really likes to chat. And uh, Russ warned us about that because Russ is the one who sort of facilitated this whole thing in the beginning. And he's like, yeah, she, she likes to chat. 
And I thought that Russ also likes like to, chat, to chat, and so I assume maybe it was a little mutual, but it's like, no, no you don't she, have to say yeah. anything to her, and she'll just she'll, roll into a new fucking story, just one into another, and it's like, I don't care. Yeah, like, how are you doing this? Yeah, so. Uh, how have you not stopped talking this entire time? No shit. But our house is looking beautiful. Our lawn's looking pretty good. It's still, there's still dead spots, and there's still, there's, it's just a lot of weeds. And it, the weeds aren't even our fault because the guy who replanted definitely should have sprayed out those weeds and then planted it to where it wouldn't be nearly as much of an immediate well, issue. Luana told us. Luana told us that the weeds will just the grass will just choke out the weeds. It's like that's not how that that's fucking. Not how that's that not how that's ever worked. Yeah. If that's how that worked, every lawn would be pristine. Yeah. Because everybody plants mostly lawn. Mostly lawn. Every <laughs> once in a while they'll toss a weed in there. <laughs> but uh, the lawn is looking pretty good. We're getting the water on it. Uh, fucking raking leaves, trimming bushes. It's looking good around. Here. House is clean. Got the sprinklers going twice a day. Sprinklers going twice a day. Got our new fucking podcast studio out. We're really we're killing it. Things are going well. Things are going well. It sounds like uh, your work might be getting a little interesting. Yeah, it's about to be, but. I mean, I'm tired of just not being able to go do comedy. Yeah. So it is what it is. I would like to just basically go back to doing sales, but I don't know if... What are the hours for sales that you set your own? <clears throat> yeah, I do whatever I want. I, I set my own schedule, and now, like, I know enough about solar that I can sell it. Yeah. If anybody was even slightly interested, I could sell it to them. But you got to do door knocking? Well... Kind of, but, like... They generate leads as well? Yeah, you can get generated leads. You can do... Um, the, like, one of the easiest ways for our salesmen to get leads is just through their customers because we offer a $500 referral bonus. So if they have anyone who's interested in getting solar, they just refer have them. Have you talked to Laura in a while about getting her solar? I mean, I have, yeah, but I don't have time, dude. That's the thing. I don't have time to do anything. Yeah. So I'm not... I'm going to just tell I can get those 500 bones. Yeah, but I'm going to tell my boss that, like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then hopefully they either find another position for me yeah. or let me go just do sales or I'll fucking leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. But there's, like, there's no, there's no point in me staying there and doing what I left Oregon because, like, because I was just working nothing but work and then down here it's like now I'm doing the exact same thing yeah and my days aren't getting any shorter even though he's been telling me that they're gonna it's just like I'm tired of it yeah so we'll see how it goes but (coughs) my days are pretty packed as well fucking four gigs a week most weeks it seems at this point this week has been it's gonna be five bro if we if we just went into solar sales you could quit your job, and we could get enough sales a month to supplement your fucking work income. You think? Yeah. If we were knocking doors together, just fucking bullshitting. Oh, we could. Yeah, we could move some product. Because we would. it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. Just be like, hey, you want solar? Just do it like four hours a day. If Yeah, I mean. in sales, you don't have to do it. It's not an eight-hour work Like, let's fucking... say you have a gig somewhere, or I have an open mic somewhere. We just drive to that area of town early early, and knock doors for a couple hours yeah. before whatever we're doing. Yeah. 
And I mean, I'm intrigued. Like right now, okay, so my boss, and I can't remember, if, I'm sure I've mentioned him on the podcast before, but my boss got fired slash quit like a week and a half for, ago. For... It's, okay, so... It's got to be a pride thing, or... Yeah, well, no, I don't think so, because it sounds like he may have been on coke. Well, I, I mean... Allegedly. But why not try to pass? I 100% agree. Like, if you care about the job even a little bit, especially because he just bought a new house, he's got a baby on the way, it's like, fucking piss and see what happens. You can at least get a couple more work days out of it. It makes a little extra cash. Yeah. But, uh... So, a little recap. So... Back in September, I had the greatest boss, you know, well, supervisor, I guess is what he is. But I had the greatest supervisor, super nice guy. I'm playing his daughter's fucking graduation party next weekend. Super cool guy. Intense, very intense, was in prison for 10 years. Allegedly. But uh, I also would relief. give you but would give you the shirt off his back, like just a legit dude. And um, anyways, was working with him. That's who I started with. And anyways, they brought in the guy who then became the supervisor and essentially just forced Mark out. And it was a bunch of bullshit. And then all of a sudden, this new guy is a complete douchebag. Like, he's just... And he did improve at the end, and I will give him credit for it. Like, he... But it's partially because he got so many complaints from every foreman on the... Our company has 850 employees, at least. And he got complaints... From every foreman of every job, everybody in the warehouse multiple times, and they kept talking to him just like, you are terrible with people. You're good with organization, but you're terrible with people. And he finally, like in the last like month, it still wasn't great, but like he, he let me do my thing and didn't bug me all the time. But uh, we had, I don't know, six guys start and quit within... Three months was probably the maximum that anybody stuck around. You think he was just too jacked up on coke to like? Be it's able possible, to like focus? but also he was he the military was his entire life, and so he basically was just trying to be drill sergeant, like he tried to take that on, just screaming through the warehouse and just he was rude to everybody and uh, I don't know, just a bunch of stupid shit and. He and I got along fine enough, but then at certain points he crossed the line and I was like, all right, I'm sort of done with this guy. I'm not going to help him if he's going to be an absolute asshole to me when I'm the one doing most of the stuff. And anyways, so about a week and a half ago, I don't know, somebody was using a dot or a cross laser working on some leveling something or something. I, I guess some of it maybe got in his eye. And so, as soon as that, I wasn't there, but as soon as that happened, I guess he claimed he started seeing spots. What's so funny? need to go to the doctor. What's so funny is that he claimed that, probably just to get out of work. Yeah, well, because he's done it before. Somebody was using cutting oil. He claimed that the fumes fucked him up, and he went home for the day. Yeah. It's like, what? Are you fucking, you were in the military. You really can't tough that out? Like, come on, man. And, uh, and yeah, it probably was to get out of work. And, but then um, he had to go to urgent care. But then he had to go to urgent care. <laughs> and company policy is that if you have to go in for anything medical, you take a piss test. So I guess he refused. And so then they had a conversation. It's like, well, if you're not going to do it, I guess that's your run here. And, um, and he just 
And he just fucking bailed. Now, the thing is, we just became legal in Arizona. That doesn't mean that companies will accept it. But, like, we did just become legal within the last few months. November? It was November. Well, yeah, but not really, like, for sale until very recently. Well, yeah. But, uh, anyways, so it was just, like, well, it's just weed. Because everything else, literally every other drug will be out of your system within 72 hours of the max. (coughs) And so it's like, unless he was doing something that day, there's no reason to refuse a piss test. It's like, at least take a chance. If you get dinged for weed, you could probably appeal your case. Like, hey, I'm doing a good job. Do you think that this is affecting me in a way that, A, booze on the weekends wouldn't? And like, so I was like, you know, fucking take the chance for it. Yeah. But he didn't. And um, and at first it was like maybe it's on moral grounds or maybe it's just on like you don't tell me what to do kind of thing and like because he did make the argument like I didn't do anything I got the laser was shining in my eye so I came in to get looked at which is fair enough it's like he didn't actually do anything other than be a pussy but they're like man sorry company policy and so uh, anyway he's out and the last week and a half has been breezy it's been great. Like, I have to schedule, so I'm leaving for Salt Lake on Monday, and then I'm going up to Idaho on a work trip, like, driving up there on uh, in mid-July, like, right before we leave, which is kind of sweet. Drive sucks, but um, <laughs> it's bad. But um, uh, the guy who's working my previous supervisor's job now is a way more relaxed guy who's good at his job and he was like hey when do you think we can maybe squeeze these things in and I was used to having to respond to I'm just going to say my old supervisor I was used to responding to him which is basically you're walking on eggshells because anything you tell him he will immediately freak out and so I was used to walking on eggshells and I was like well here's the thing like I got a bunch of gigs every single week I got I have to find pockets where we can maybe make that and he goes hey man no problem just give me your dates just check go look at the calendar let me know what works for you and we'll make it happen I was like fuck yeah it's like let's get some more of that yeah and uh, so now I'm leaving for Salt Lake on Monday I, all I gotta do is show up on Monday at 5am instead of 6am and uh, we'll load up the truck and I'll be on the road it's gonna be great he already booked my hotel not not only that he booked the best hotel in Beaver so there's three <laughs> there's three sets of hotels that my company always books for me. And it's either the Quality Inn, the Comfort Inn, or the Best Western. And in terms of how they're ranked, Quality Inn, number one. It's on the best off-ramp. It's got the most room out there. It's the best hotel. But the Best Western is the, has the best rooms, right? Kevin, well, you didn't let me finish. The Comfort Inn is number two. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah. No, Best Western's number three, but I'll get to that. Oh, Kevin, it's not even fucking close, brother. Look, off the bat, off the bat, I have a couple issues with this ranking. Okay. Well, yeah, but you haven't stayed in Beaver, Utah. No, I haven't. No, I have not. That now, is a fact. Here's the thing about it. But I have stayed in Eager, Arizona. So. Okay. Well, anyways, the Quality Inn is number one. There's no question. Quality little spot. Best location. You're, when you walk out of the hotel and you turn left, behind you is all just a giant expanse of farmland. Or it's probably public land. 
and then across the overpass is the Comfort Inn. That's the second best one. Decent parking, a little more attractive hotel staff, lesser room, lesser location. Although it is right next to a Burger King, which is nice. <laughs> but here's the thing about the Best Western. The Best Western is such fucking garbage. <laughs> I stayed there uh, like last, I guess it had to have probably been maybe like last March or April because I had to drive from Beaver to Salt Lake in the snow at 25 miles an hour with a Mini-X excavator on the back of my three-quarter ton pickup. <laughs> it was incredibly unsafe. And, uh, but anyways, the Best Western, basically, the TV's shitty, the rooms are garbage, and the sheets are practically stiff. And I don't mean stiff because everybody's, like, coming on it. I mean, that's a factor. But, I mean, they buy the lowest quality sheets you can imagine. The Best Western is absolute garbage. And, cr and my current supervisor, the new fucking chill guy, didn't even ask. Booked me the quality in. The Best Western in Eager is fucking ten times the hotel of American Best Value in. Well. Okay. That's not even okay. part of my ranking. Okay. That's fair. That's fair because that sounds terrible. Yeah. I felt like I was going to fall through the shower floor. That's not good. And it didn't even, the shower head wasn't even above my head. It's a problem. That place sucked. Best Western? Fucking top notch. Horrible. In Eager. Horrible. Go to Eager. It will change your whole experience. I think I stayed at a Best Western when I was moving to Nashville. I stayed in Rollins, Wyoming. I think that was a Best Western, and that was nice. It even had a fucking bar. We just stayed at a Hampton Inn, pretty sure. Down in Yuma. Great shower. Hampton is not bad. It had it had nice glass doors. It slid real nice. It was it was quality. That was a quality Little hotel, a lot of parking. I smoked a joint in the parking lot. Nice. Unless my boss is listening, then I didn't. Sure. But I did. Pop, yeah. So. <laughs> well, here's a fun little thing about Rollins, Wyoming, is the best western I stayed in. I think it was the best western, but it had a bar, right? Why were you in Rollins, Wyoming? Because I was on my way. That was my second night. My first night, I stayed in Ontario, Oregon, which is right on the border of Oregon and Idaho. Yeah. Then my next drive took me to Wyoming, and I stayed really? in Rollins, Wyoming. And then my next night huh. took me through, all the way through Nebraska, and then down to, where did I stay? Oklahoma. Charleston. Something city. Sun City. Not Sun City. Sun City West. Not Kansas City. Missouri City. Missouri. Oh, it was Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Then I stayed in Kansas City, Missouri my third night. It snowed heavy. And then I drove out that next morning. There were semis. It was so snowy for like six hours. There were semis all fucking off the road. That was the year that there was that horrible freeze in the Midwest to the fucking Northeast. And that was the year that I drove to Nashville. And so when I left Kansas City, Missouri, fucking everything was fucked up. And then, um, and then the fourth night I was in Nashville. But. It seems like it is. I would not have, that was the quickest route. I know. I would not have guessed that. Well, on the way back, I went through. I went up to Kentucky, and I cut over to Kansas. Stayed in Kansas the first night. And then I drove to Grand Junction, Colorado, where I fucking got my first legal weed, which yeah. was great. Fucking took a bunch of edibles and just got weird in my hotel room. 
Um, and then I drove to my last night was back in Ontario at the same hotel, back in Ontario, Oregon at the same hotel. And it was like, it was quite a little adventure. And then I drove back to Oregon or back to Dayton. Yeah. But here's my thing about Rollins, Wyoming. So it was, I, it was, it was a shitty day. And so I was like, I'm going to go fucking hit the bar. And I'm sitting in the bar by myself. And there's like these four old dudes all sitting around talking and I don't remember anything else that they said, but the one quote that I remember hearing, because the Rollins is not a good town, and it's in the middle of nowhere, but the guys were like, there's nine undercover cops in all of Wyoming. Eight of them work in Rollins. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that fits. That fits right there. This was before I knew about the Joe Rogan podcast. This was before I listened to podcasts. So I listened to music, and I bought, like, an audio book oh before I left. Oh, my God, dude. That would be so hard right now. It was 47 hours. That would be so hard right now to not listen to a podcast. Yeah. Did you have comedy? Oh, yeah, I listened to comedy, too. But, like... I listened to Nate Bargazzi the other day. Nice. God damn, he's funny as fuck. He's good. Do you notice this with, like... I mean, I don't know how you set up your playlist. I'm kind of OCD, so I fucking... Joe List wouldn't like the way that I put that. But I'm kind of OCD about, like, the way that I set up my playlist, and I, I take it pretty serious. Um, but do you have playlists where, like, chunks of it, you go... That reminds me of a very specific time oh, yeah. in my life. I've got a bunch from college where I could tell you exactly what was going on during these chunks of songs. Yeah, me too. And I'm now a- I'm getting that with my Spotify liked songs, and I'm fucking swearing by it because I know in like five years when different things are happening, people look at look back on that and be like, "That's when we fucking set up our podcast studio. That's when we thought Luana was kicking us out. Yeah. She was kicking us out, but that's when we thought we were gone." Yeah, like I definitely have playlists that remind me of farming. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I have playlists that remind me of college. Trucking, college. Yeah, just like corn. Yeah. Like, there's play. yeah. There's definitely, like, sections of playlists where it'll take you back to... Corn the band or corn is in corn? Corn is in Holland, like, harvest Holland corn. Okay, just checking. And then also, like, uh, irrigation. Like, there were songs that, like, all of a sudden... Diamond Lake. Yeah, all of a sudden a song will hit me that we, I, that... That I remember, I will just all of a sudden remember moving pipe and hearing that song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's some weird, just real there, specific. Like, yeah, dude, like weirdly specific. Like, I remember exactly where I was when that yeah. song was playing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Diamond Lake, Eric Church, Chief, was Diamond Lake. Yeah. The first time I heard Caught in the Act, the Eric Church live album, fucking. We were hauling corn out of the Shelburne place, and we I think I had to do five or six trips from there to Staten and back. That was a long fucking night, and I specifically remember listening to Caught in the Act, Brad Paisley's new Moonshine in the Trunk album, and Kid Cudi's fucking weird, like, Mission Moon Landing album or something. It's just weird how, like, specific things will exactly stick yeah. wherever you were. Dude, I remember when Justin Moore released... Uh, off the beaten path. Off the beaten path. Chris Young. Yeah. Released AM. Yeah, I was flailing the home place. Yeah. All day listening to both those albums. That was when Ian still worked on the farm, and 
you came back, you were telling us about it, and so then we just smoked some weed and then sat so on the tailgate. Sat on the tailgate and listened to those albums. Yeah. God, that was fucking good. Yeah, we were there until literally the sunset. Yeah. Just listening. We worked a full day and then we just decided to just stick around and listen to Listen to the tune. Yeah. We'll never have that farming thing again in the capacity that we had it. It's like that was good times. That was crazy times. The I mornings look, were rough. I like, look back. Were... I look back on farming with nothing but fond memories, even though I hated every minute of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hated every minute of it. It's satisfying. Like it's good for your soul. It just sucks for your body. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck me. I think about it often. Just like I'm driving on. I'm driving my truck on these stupid fucking packed freeways, and it's like I could just be cruising around Webfoot Road. Fucking windows down, tunes going, driving lazy, taking up, you know, three quarters of the road, just cruising because there's nobody else on the road. Yeah. If anybody passes you, you know them and you wave at them. Yeah. I fucking miss that quite a bit. It is cool, though, that like my sister and her husband live at my old house. And so, you know, when you like move out of a house that you have like, so many good memories in and then you never get to go you never see get it again. Go, yeah. Now I just get to go see it all the time, and I just stand around going, I had no idea what was coming when I was among this space. Like, yeah. I didn't know any of my Arizona friends. I didn't know what was going to happen when we moved here, and for most of it, I didn't even know we were moving here. Yeah. Because we moved within three months of deciding. Pretty, yeah. And uh, I'm going to move back into that house someday, and I'm going to build a second story, and it's going to be sick. That place was dope. Yeah, all the things we we got on the roof there, dude. I've got pictures where everybody Sunday at the Masters. I've got pictures where everybody's got their own vehicle there. You had your Silverado. Harrison had his FJ. uh, Yeah, his FJ. Ian had his pickup. Fluff had his F three fifty still, and I had the F one fifty. And it's like, man, that was sweet when all the boys would just There were so many times we'd all roll up solo yeah. to, like, Romans or something, and we were all just parking five big trucks. Yeah. Just, like, taking up space, bro. Yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday, how it's, like, because, like, Ian and Fluff are coming here, and I guess they're going to fights or something. Going yeah. To fights. Those fuckers. But I was like, just, like, do you remember when it was basically, like, almost every day, like, we get together tonight. Yeah. And everybody's just like, yeah, everybody just come over. Yeah. Like, I mean, most days of the week. It's like, we either were all we go over to somebody's yeah, house. Yeah, so we either go to the boys' house, we go to your house, yeah. or we go to Robin's, or like. Yeah. yeah. Or we go to Hayden's when you live there. Yeah. Oh. That was usually more on a weekend. That was a weekend, but those were some good party nights. Remember when we took the boat? Yeah. Up the, up the gravel, we all just Fuck yeah. pushed it down and jumped in. Were we on acid? We were and coke. Okay, allegedly. Oh, uh, well, yeah, whoa, yeah. Good times. Great times. That was so fun. I love that house. I just remember yeah, tripping a little bit when we first got there. And, and everything, we everything looked, with... I would describe it as everything looked rubbery yeah it was weird we were hanging out with Forrest yeah that's who I remember specifically too yeah. is fucking hanging out with Forrest. Forrest everybody else went to the bar and Forrest was like now I'm gonna kick it with these guys yeah, we built a fire it, yeah oh that was so fun you remember when uh, Forrest took his first dab and he just took a heavy one and fucking Johnny was like R.I.P. man <laughs> <laughs> it was his first dab ever that was fucking awesome 
Uh, and then fucking Yvonne tried to pull the bull. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like no, dude. Don't touch it. Yeah, dude. That was at the. That was all at Harrison's house. Those were good, fucking times. Went to the beaches. Went to the beach a lot. <sighs> the beach house. Went to the beach a few times. That's the best. And look at us now. We got our fucking podcast studio. You're going to be able to focus more on comedy pretty soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Music's well, moving well regardless, either way, I will. Yeah. Just hopefully it goes smoothly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'll, like, when it's just a day job, day in, day out, and then you work till the weekend, and then you drink until Monday, like, it feels really dead end. It just, I don't think it's good for, you need something that you're working towards, even if it's well, supplementally. And, like, I could do, I could work in the office or something. With uh, and, Esther, what's her name? Iris? Yeah, and fucking, uh, still do comedy. But the, the installs, like, a short day for me, I got out at 11 on Friday, mm-hmm. which is a short day. But I got there at 5.30. Yeah. So I still worked, like, like, well, I got out at 11.30. I worked six hours on a short day, which is, like, that is a short day, but I was out in the sun on a two-story roof installing solar. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like a short day. No. Like, and then other days I'm driving to Tucson or up to Mojave or down to Huma. Like, I can't. That's yeah. insane. I'm working 14 hours at Those least. Those big chunks. Yeah, it's like, fuck that, dude. I'm not doing that anymore. It is wild that you and I got jobs that basically start at the same time, and that time is early. Yeah. And it's like, you just, fuck, yeah, dude, it sucks. And then Russ had a job that had him working late. Late night. And so the schedules were completely fucked. We'd be up getting ready for work as Russ is still cooking. Yeah. And you walk out, you're groggy-eyed, and Russ is like, you got to try this. And it's like, <sighs> that's pretty good. But I gotta go. I gotta go to work, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go to bed." It's like you son of a bitch. Yeah. Ugh. That was. Oh, there were so many mornings where I was just like wanted to kill myself. It was so fucking early, and I was tired. And Russ <laughs> is like, "Yeah, I'm about to go to bed." It's like, oh, that's gotta be sweet. Russ is doing well in Colorado. Yep, him and Roy got himself a house with Roy. Him and Roy got a house, and they're finishing the basement. We're gonna do some sort of housewarming at some point, and hopefully we can make it. But we're taking a big vacation in late July. Yeah, yeah. That's ten days. But it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be so sweet. We're gonna get hit. The bypass. We're missing the county fair, which is a bummer. Great white week after, I think. Huh? Is the great white gonna be there? Great White. They've got so many fucking those songs. Fuck, man. They got some hits. They got one or two. Uh, hold on. Big goodbye. Bring it home or get it home. Uh, fucking Old Rose Motel. Once bitten, twice shy. Yes, I know. Desert that. Moon. Come on. Psycho City. I know once. Psycho I City. I know once bitten, twice shy. Here's the thing. So they had an album that was called The Old Rose Motel. It's got a little great white background. And so you know the band We Three? Yeah. You know, America's Got Talent and all that. 
So I used their their dad was my guitar teacher, and I played in a band with them. We did a bunch of Boston covers. We did a bunch of Journey covers, that kind of shit. And we were playing this big fucking Fourth of July amphitheater festival thing in Mac Woodstock, and um, I was probably like fourteen or fifteen. We were playing this big fucking festival, and we brought on a third guitar player because so there was George, obviously. There was me. Yep. And we brought on this other dude because we were playing mostly Boston songs. And Boston songs, Boston has three guitar players. So they got the rhythm under the bottom, and then they do all those fucking double uh, harmony so, lines. Yep. And anyways, this is mostly for the music fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other guitar player gave me a great white. That's what I was getting to. The other oh. guitar player gave me Old Rose Motel by Great White. It's a perfect blues, late 80s rock album. I disagree. It's got, I mean, it doesn't have Rock Me, which is a killer Great White song, but it's almost a perfect album in terms of the time it was made and just the the songs are great. And nobody knows about that album. Everybody only knows about Once Bitten, Twice Shy and Rock Me. But it's like you guys are completely missing out on Old Rose Motel, which is the best album. That's just because you heard it when you were 14. Disagree. I've I've listened to their other albums, and Desert Moon, granted, great song. I love the riff. I love the whole vibe of the song. It really feels like you're driving down a highway, like late night, in the middle of the desert, big full moon, fucking coyotes off in the distance. Like, it's a good song, but in terms of a whole creation, Old Rose Motel is a banger. Psycho City, right? Starts out... (laughs) Strong with like a mob, it's a whole thing, and then the third song is Old Rose Motel, which is a seven minute banger, and then it's just got killer songs from then on out. And I would recommend that everybody listens to Old Rose Motel by Great White because it's a gem of the 1980s. I don't know anything about Great White other than they go to the county fair sometimes. And they were pretty good there, too. I mean, they, People yeah. said that they had a different lead singer, but it's like, that lead singer sounds exactly the same. Although Journey got that lead singer, that Asian dude, that sounds exactly like Steve Perry. Which is weird. If I'm being sort honest. Sort of? If I'm being honest, it's weird that I Asian. think it checks out. You think? Yeah. It's so weird. Have me. you ever heard Asian dudes doing fucking Christopher Walken? I love exactly. it. I love it. Exactly. It's one of my favorite things to YouTube. Same thing. It's so weird that it's so... Funny, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. If you're ever feeling down, Google that or TikTok pets. T- yeah, TikTok because pets. Because I don't know much about TikTok, but I know that their collection of pet videos are worth your time. Some of their videos are also pretty funny. Yeah, regular ones, pretty hit and miss. When they hit, they're great. Yeah, but they're pretty hit and miss. I'm not a huge TikTok guy, but I like to watch TikTok videos on YouTube. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't have TikTok installed. Not planning on it. It's like, I already hate the amount of social media I have to use. If I introduce a fourth one, it just can't be done. I pretty much exclusively use Twitter. Which I get. That's the most... It's the most just talking shit. It's interesting. Having fun BS. It's interesting, but it's also just fucking toxic. Yeah, but it's, I don't take it seriously, though. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I get that, but also at the same time, it's still, you're on it, and even if you're not taking it seriously, I think there's stuff that just seeps in. Oh, there definitely is. I will catch myself in a rabbit hole and, like, yeah. getting angry, and then yeah. I'll just be like, why am oh, I... wait a second. Be like, well, I don't even actually care about what the whole article is about. Yeah. But that doesn't happen very... Like, I, that doesn't happen very often. Well, I only got Twitter, like, a year and a half ago, but I now understand why people dig it and why it's... And also, you can set up your Twitter to where, like... I pretty much just follow... I get, like, a lot of Beaver fan updates. Yeah, I get a lot of those. And I get a lot of people that are just making jokes. Like, yeah. I get a lot of jokes. I get that, too. And I then, get some... But I also have a faction that is all about, I get some far-right, like, like, conspiracy theorist guys that fucking pop up every once in a while. Here's the thing, though, is, like, some of those conspiracy theories are looking way too plausible. I, yeah, I and you go... I can't tell if I'm now buying into conspiracy theories or if the conspiracy theories are finally becoming a little closer to what's accurate. Yeah. And I think it's the second thing. Well, yeah, because the conspiracy theory, if it's ever changing, eventually will... You'll get new information and eventually the conspiracy... But also you can get new bad information. You can. And you can make it seem like it fits... But they're getting too close now to where it seems like it's about to all unravel. It yeah. seems like like Bill Gates just got divorced because maybe because of his connection to Epstein. Yeah. Jeff Bezos just got divorced. Like there's big power things like that are shifting right now. And it might just all start to unravel. Here's the thing that like is unfortunate is I think even if all those things were going on but people weren't just plugged into it all the time most of America would be operating as normal minus a pandemic but as normal yeah but that's you can't just sweep that under the rug if that's actually what's going on no you can't but I but the thing is just because the general public knows about it we have zero power to do anything about it so the same amount of people who could do something about it it already knew but yeah but it it, it causes, For some things, but in general, to, we don't need all of that information because no. most of that has always happened. We just haven't been aware of it, and things were running fine, and we actually just got to get on with our fun, carefree lifestyles. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't running fine for the people that were getting sex trafficked and shit. Well, no. So you have to, you have to. No, like, there. That's the thing. Is like there are out, some things where it's positive. Yeah, when things come out like that, you have to bring attention to it so that things happen. I agree, but I also don't think humans were designed for the amount of just terrible things going on every single day, everywhere in the world. Because the thing is, it's like if you're a good person, it, they created it. We created all of it. You could create things without realizing what it could do to your psychology that would make things worse. Just because you can create it well, doesn't yeah, mean but, it's good. You can create fentanyl. Doesn't mean it's going to be good for you. Yeah, but we just like we, it's our grave. We have to lay in it now. I agree. No, I mean we're stuck with it now. But I'm saying just because somebody designed social media and the internet and all that stuff and some of the good things that come from it, I just don't think humans are designed. At least at this point, we haven't evolved to a point where we have a brain that can deal with no that kind of stimuli that kind of bad news all the time and just being like, because every, we, the earth and people in general have improved on every single metric exponentially, even since just the 70s, we've improved exponentially. Oh, yeah. But we feel like things are going down the toilet and it's just because it's like, it's not because things are worse, it's because you're more aware of all the bad things going on and it would behoove you 
to turn off the phone and just live in the now. I know it sounds cliched, but literally, you're either actively participating in making your life worse or better. And for the most part, we're all, and I say we, that includes me for sure, actively involving ourselves in things that make our lives not quite as happy. Maybe more informed, but you don't need to be more informed all the time. No. I think the goal is to be happy. Yeah. Just sitting in your chair listening to music. Yeah. Not on your phone. Exactly. Just like thinking, just living in that, just right there. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, that's definitely... But, yeah... Twitter is still the best place to make fucking jokes. No, it's fun and it's entertaining. That's the thing. Is it's not like it's not entertaining and fun. Like, it's designed to be that way. But the net... Game. I would say... Is, well, I'm just saying the net, I don't think is positive. Yeah. If I had to take a guess, I think it skews negative. There are positive aspects to it because it is fun. It gets rid of boredom, even though there's an argument to be made that boredom is super important. And there's like, you can get information, but the net... I would say is definitely negative. Well, the net, even like if you're talking like, even if Twitter is good for me personally, the net overall, like how it affects society, that's even yeah. more negative. Yeah. That's even more negative because most people on, uh, well, it, think about it, it. seemingly most people on Twitter don't know how to tell what's real and what's fake. Yeah. And they don't know how to interact. They don't know how to interact with people. Partially because like you and I have jobs where we are stuck very much Male guy. I thought it was one. Oh, We're stuck bike. very much in the real world because we have physical jobs with just straight up blue collar labor jobs. Yeah. And a lot of people really do just work in an office where they don't even come in contact with risk. Like on top of, I heard this argument made about like COVID about how like there's a re like granted like construction workers and blue collar workers generally skew conservative but I heard a reason that I hadn't heard before, and it's because they make more risk assessments every day. And so, they, so yeah. they're more comfortable with the idea of risk as a whole, and they go, I know how to mitigate this based on my own actions. Whereas people who literally live in an office bubble, it's no, like you, risk. you wake up in your heated home, you walk out to your car that you turn on before you got out there, so it's ready for you to go. You drive to your job, you walk up to your office, which is heated, and then like, you're just there. And then, like, you don't have that much contact with just regular risk. So your risk meter you or think, assessment You meter think a slight risk is very risky is because you don't have any risk. Exactly. Whereas somebody who's in a construction field is dealing is running a forklift with yeah. $10,000 worth of equipment. Like, that's a risk. Exactly. I can manage they're, that they're risk. Fucking, I can manage this risk. They got yo-yos and harnesses that are keeping them chained to a building so they don't fall... 10 stories yeah doing jobs and they're going i've assessed this risk if i hook this thing here that's a solid enough piece that'll keep me you know alive and so i can't remember exactly where i was going with that i don't either but that's a fascinating it's point. interesting though that's right? a fascinating point your comfortability with risk with will risk dictate. because you practice it yeah you make you take you make yeah i mean that makes 100 percent sense when i saw yeah it's I completely forgot where I started, but it's interesting, and it's interesting to think about. And I could be wrong, but my view is people who are willing to take risks succeed. 
and those who stay in the safe harbor yeah well yeah do not if, yeah if you if you take risks if you take risks and you have the stomach to the wherewithal the, to fail a couple times yeah. and keep taking risks yeah. Not only will you be a more successful person, but you are also more successful at life. Yeah. You have a greater life satisfaction than you take somebody it on the who chin, never took a risk. You take it on the chin a couple times. Yeah. And you come back better. And, you learn. Yeah. Ships are perfectly safe in harbor, but that's not what ships are for. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get out Let's there. Let's get it. Let's get out on. If anything's going to happen, it's going to happen, gonna happen out, out there. there. That's exactly right. <laughs> and so it's just. It's interesting, and you see that spill over onto onto Twitter, and we're at an interesting little crossroads. I yeah, but say. like Twitter's great because like Chris Paul can. Yeah, it's entertaining. Chris, as shit. Pa- Chris Paul can tweet out, "There's no greater feeling than being a dad," and I can reply, "Well, yeah, but that's because you've never won a championship." And yeah, like, that's solid. As like fun. that's just that's a great. Yeah. That's why I love Twitter. Or like the back and forth between Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport. Yeah, grab me one of these. You know, Yeah, it's just like I can, like obviously, Chris Paul doesn't give a fuck what I say, but I can't fucking make that joke and get a response from a hundred people on Twitter that are just like, "Yo, bro, you're an asshole." And then like I can get a response from fifty people that are like, bro, that's like that's a funny joke. Yeah. Why I don't understand why people are upset. It's like obviously it's a funny Chris Paul doesn't give a fuck. And obviously Chris Paul's doing just fine. And obviously being a dad is probably is better than winning a championship yeah. anyways. Like being a dad is the ultimate thing. So it's yeah. a stupid joke anyways. But people just get all of fuck people just get emotional. And it's like, oh, you're so stupid. People in general are just stupid. Like, people who really, anything anybody comments, they have to go on Twitter and be like, well, actually, it's like, really? That's really, you can't just read it and move along with your day? Yeah. Not to mention, if you throw that out, now you're going to get responses, which means you are actively participating in, I'm going to reel myself into this situation for the next 48 hours or whatever. It's just like, really, you've got nothing better to do. And they don't. They don't. They don't. That's the thing is they don't. Because before there were things that could actively keep you from boredom in your house, you either really stayed in your house and really got bored or you went, it's time to start doing things. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was listening to Summertime Blues by Alan Jackson. This is all going to come around full circle. Obviously. I was listening to Summertime Blues by Alan Jackson, which made me think about Chattahoochee. Obviously. Alan Jackson, similar guitar riff at the beginning, same guitar player. Brent Mason, if anybody was curious. No. Real Telecaster picker. But I remember, and then I thought about the video of Chattahoochee, right? Right? Jet skiing. Right? Jet skiing and jeans. Jet skiing. Well, no, no, no. It's skiing. Not jet skiing. Skiing. Skiing and boots. He was skiing in boots. And my next thought was, yeah, and you know who does a lot less skiing? Our generation. Now, part of it's because they could work a regular job and make enough to, like, have a family and then buy a boat. Like, a regular job could get them through, and we don't really have that as much. But also, it's just like, I just don't see people out there doing that as much. And I think part of it's because you sort of don't have to. You can make your own fun by playing on your phone, which is unfortunate. But before you had that, you're like, let's go out 
and get into some Let's stuff. go make some fun. Let's go make some fun. Let's go make some magic yeah. out in the world. Exactly. Yeah, there's no need to go make magic out in the world because you can just you do can it all You completely distract your yourself. Yeah. And distraction will get you down the road. Yeah. Distraction will get you to your grave. Boredom will make you come up with really good ideas like let's go skiing. Acid. Or acid. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I it is it, it bums me out. Yeah. Because it's like... We need a world full of people who are like, I got nothing else to do. Let's go see what we can't blow up. Well, it's the maybe same. Not, maybe not out It's the same way Most like people. in the 70s, like our street, the kids, it would just be full of kids playing. We never, yeah, I never, we, it up. we never see kids outside Those kids playing. are on their iPads. And there's kids on the street for sure. I've seen them. I've, I've scoped them out. I am willing but, to admit that like most of my views could be changed if like, they're well argued and I can't refute it. But when it comes to the way you should live, offline is better. A hundred percent. I I don't know if I can be convinced otherwise. I don't think I can. Because I think we were molded by nature. And so it behooves us to participate also, in nature and not these But also we're it's a tough generation for us because we're right at the threshold where like we were young and I feel like when you're young you're typically just happy anyways. I agree. And then we were we were we came into our cynical late teens, early twenties. That's when you're very cynical. We came into that age kind of with the technology it's growing true. with us. But I feel like I feel like even older people than us, slightly older than us, and even slightly older than them, I feel like they agree as well. Yeah, I, I that just offline don't, is better. I just don't. And think the generation here's, are what, here's what is unfortunate: is the generation just below us doesn't even know what it's like to live offline. No. There's generations coming up that don't know what it's like to live offline. Well, because here's the deal. Like, I'll often, like, purposely not listen to podcasts and just listen to music as if it were the radio to just kind of get into, I'm just in this moment. Let's work with this. But the thing is, even if you're doing that, you're aware of what you could be doing, and that does take up some mental RAM. And so any kid growing up, like, even though they have the opportunity to, like, utilize the outside there's part of their mind being taken up by who from anywhere any corner of this world is trying to contact me right now on my phone so no matter what we're now stuck with that little fucking bug just sort of stuck in our head about i'm still tethered like we're never going to be untethered now because we're aware now of what can happen or what exists and so now we're just kind of stuck in this and it's like you can't take down the power grid that would go poorly, but it would be nice. Like, I would trade COVID for a power grid failure where nobody can use their phones. But. Can you imagine if everybody just had to work so, on yeah, their so, house? So your phone, so your phone goes dormant. Everyone yeah. gets issued a government home phone. Just like a landline? Yeah, you get a landline because your cell phone is the would cell I support phone. it? No, this is a hypothetical. So you can still, we can still go to work, but you have to go back to like, think about how long it would it take to adjust to, you have to, would have to like write it. You would have to write a schedule out on the board. Yeah. And you would have to go through everything, paper, pen and That's paper. That's the thing though, is exactly like you said, think about how much work that would take. So we're that entangled into yeah. this completely new world that I don't think is healthy for humans on the whole. Yeah, agreed. We're that entangled in it yeah. that to get back to something else it's gonna take would be a, a complete disruption of everybody's every, every, everything. Yeah. 
And I think that's just a giant it's problem. It's dangerous. I it's think it's a giant dangerous. problem that we literally don't have a solution for and we never will. Well, and eventually something's going to happen where our grid system goes down. Yeah. Eventually. And you know who's going to survive? Those who remember not the me. fundamentals. Not me. I'm not. You don't think you're going to survive? Not if I have Not if I have to, like, survive, survive. Dude, we can survive, no problem. Where are we gonna, what are we going to survive with? Figure it out. <laughs> we're, we're, come on. We'll figure it out. What do we get? I, I got I got guns. I can hunt. Fish. So can everyone else that's a, like, we I'll, have to. I'll yeah, see. but here's the thing. I'll shoot them. We have to, yeah, <laughs> but they'll shoot you. We have to survive everyone. Yeah, but I'm, a, I'm the superior marksman in that, <laughs> that exchange. But, uh, no, I, uh, if, if everything went down, if we still lived here and everything went down and it seemed like it was going to be that way for a while, I would just drive back to Oregon. What, okay, but what and if... And then we'd hole up on the farm. We got all the ammo How are you need. getting back to Oregon if the electricity goes out and you can't pump can't gas? Pump gas. We'll figure it out. Will we? Probably. <laughs> we'll walk if we have to. There's still enough food to steal. We'll be walking days. Yeah. Through the desert with no food. We'll have we'll have what we need. <laughs> I guarantee it. Well, I mean, the first thing is probably like that's such a long journey. Just go west to California and work your way up the coast. Like if things went down in that way, you wouldn't take the shortest route. You take you just go over to San Diego. Yeah, you take the yeah. And then you'd go up the 101 until you didn't have any more transportation, and you pack up what you can, and then just work your way up the coast. There's creeks that feed into the ocean. You could figure it out for sure. There's way more wildlife. We could definitely make it back to Oregon, and then we'd fucking be back on the farm. That'd be wild. We'd figure it out. That'd be wild. So, I don't know. Like, it, like think about this, too. It's like, it's interesting... Like you get one life to live, as far as as far as we know. Yeah. And we I got, like how we both. I like how we both qualified that. Like we're both like, yeah, we we're pretty as far, Yolo, <laughs> unless not, you know. <laughs> but we get one life to live, and we sort of got lucky in that. Like this is a super interesting time to be alive. There's never not stuff going on. Technology is advancing. We're more comfortable than we've ever been. Like, in those ways, it's great. But my thing is, I think... I feel like we I just... See, I feel... You know what sucks? Huh. You know what sucks? I feel like me and you, like, our generation just missed the best time ever to be a human. 100% agree. And it was to be born I 100% in, And it was to be born in the 50s. And to be f- turning 14, 15, and 1964, 65. Yeah. 100%. And then you get to be all the way up to 25 in 1974, 75. And then second, we got generation. Yeah. Which, like, the 80s was weird, but, like, they got to enjoy the 70s. And then the 90s were sick. Yeah. 90s were dope. We were- Everybody did pretty well over those years. Yeah. But, um... Except Ronnie King. Well... Not, uh, Rodney King notwithstanding <laughs> I just think that comfort too much comfort is the seat of where you 
sort of lose your soul. Dude, that's literally what's wrong with that's soul why, is created dude, by that's struggle. why I have to that's why I have to quit my job. Like that's why I have to leave my position. Yeah. Because it's like I'm not doing what I came here to do. I'm not even yeah. trying to do you got because you do have one life. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I'm I came here for a reason. I'm not gonna like why come here why would I move all the way down here and uproot everything if I'm not even gonna try to do the thing. It's like I'm gonna try to do the thing. Yeah. So I can't do this and the thing, then I have to quit doing this. Yeah. Because the thing has to be priority number one. Yeah. So And that's the that's the fucking trade off thing that everybody's gotta make for themselves. But and I mean some people are wired purely towards success and acquiring money and that's how they're that's how they're wired, and that is legitimately how well, they achieve that's their how, version and of that's happiness. That's how my boss thinks that I am. He always, he's it's always like, no. like trying to just like pay me. He's like trying to pay me off to do things. Like, bro, I don't want money. Yeah, I need more time and freedom. Yeah, and he's not doing anything to facilitate that. Yeah, it's like I'm out. So, I mean, same with my job. I'm just like, I'll work super hard during the amount of hours that yeah, you guys you, hired me to work. But after that, fuck you. I'm trying to live my life. I am not trying. I'm not a company man at all. Yeah. I will be one of the best employees that you guys got. I'll be great with communication. From 8 to 7. From from, Yeah, from 6 to 2.30. Yeah. I am your guys' and I will do the best job that I can. And I'm pretty good at my job. Outside of that, eat shit. I don't don't live for you guys. I work to make enough money to get away from you guys. Anybody who's too invested in their own company if they're not getting paid dividends like good for them but like no yeah like somebody who's just like happy to show up to work for like a corporation yeah or like just like happy like, i respect it like, and honestly they might be super happy with but that. like when like doug stand-up says like hard work is bullshit unless it's a work of passion but if you just in that case work is hard if you, you just work hard to work hard then fuck you you're yeah. doing it wrong well, and you'll see this thing, this is back to Twitter, you'll see this thing where somebody will, like, post about, like, hard work is the X factor that'll get you to where you want to be or whatever. And then immediately someone will be like, hard work is so not all of it. I know so many people who work so hard and they're still at the bottom. And it's like, that's, you're looking at it way too narrowly. Hard work includes making decisions that will advance you in your life. Yeah. It's not the just physically moving a bag from five feet over next to you. Like, hard work includes the mental work. It includes the after-hours work where you're making lists and you're fucking making phone calls. Like, God, fucking people are dumb. Everybody's stupid except (laughs) us. I know. It always comes back to that, dude. It always comes back to that. What's silly is I think everybody else also feels that way, and you go, all right, where are we at here? You should change this podcast to everyone's dumb but us. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Okay. Complete departure from what we were just talking about. But we have just surpassed our fifth year at Boom. the time at Buds. Boom. You guys hear that? Suck on it. Five years we've been pumping out nothing but content <laughs> week after week. <laughs> day after day. Day after day. Getting after it. Suck on it, ladies but, uh, and gentlemen. Yeah. Five years we've been doing this. We started in essentially April of 2017. Wait a second. 2017? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 2017. And uh, so, think about what we started that. Oh, that was wild. I don't remember how we came up with the idea. 
I remember I was riding around listening to Joe Rogan, and I texted you. I was like, you want to do a podcast? And you immediately were like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. And so we just, like, scheduled a time to meet, and we're like, we'll just free ball like Joe Rogan. And we did that. We're like, we'll talk about John Glazer loves gear. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about the beeps. And we'll just figure it out. Staples, I mean staples, yeah. obviously. We made it about to eight minutes in, and we're like, "This, this is, is garbage content. Let's start over." And then we somehow immediately came up with, "We got a talk show." Yeah, the morning talk because I, dude, because I listen, I was listening to a lot of sports talk radio at that time, and I really wanted to be like radio DJs. And it yeah. was like, what if we had like a show where we pretended? That we were AM radio DJs and yeah. we had segments and commercials and then we were right, right the, the commercials. commercials. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. And so then we just, um, we just, you basically just like wrote out the format where it was like intro, uh, fucking commercial, sketch bit, segment one. I like, love that format. Yeah. We just, that that we, looks so good. Yeah. We just wrote that out and then we just filled it with yeah. whatever fucking nonsense. We could. Which reminds me, ladies and gentlemen, if I got time today and I'm not too drunk, I will try <laughs> to uh, put together a second set because we did the first five episode commercials. Oh, yeah. I would like to do six through ten because that's got worth it turkey, pretty sure. No, worth yeah. it turkey's, no, worth it turkey's in the first section. I think this starts off with uh, it's got, 15 Love. Oh, it starts I want to listen. Okay, as soon as we're done with this podcast, I want to listen to the commercials for 15 Love. Yeah. Because that is one of my favorite sets yeah. of commercials I we've think that's, ever written. I think that's episode six. That, oh, dude. I know. I haven't thought I about know. 15 I Love know. in so I did, long. Okay, dude, so get this. That is when I was sweet. At, when I was at my cousin's wedding, uh-huh. the night before, we were all fucking hammered. And allegedly, we may have been doing some uppers. How dare you? Allegedly. Allegedly, the night before, hammered. I go into the, uh, uh, it's where the groomsmen are going to get dressed the next day, but it's just kind of like a big room, and they had dinner tables in there and shit. I walk in there, and my mom and my dad are sitting at the table with all our friends uh, that used to go to the Beaver Games with us, and they were tailgaters. Like, they're good family friends. Oh, yeah. They're the Tuckers. Tuck. And they start... Better than the Todd's. I start telling them... It's right after we moved here, right? When I went to my cousin's wedding, it was in October or whatever. So I was telling them, like, me doing comedy was a big topic of conversation. I was supposed to do comedy at at the reception for my cousin. So they asked me to do, like, some of my bit, and I was hammered and on coke and just, like over the top and I fucking did the 15 love I did that I just like made a bit out of that and it fucking murdered nice. bro I was fucking killing at the dinner reception nice it was fun that was that one's dude 6 through 10 are some of our strongest commercials yeah. we need to get that out like we'll figure we'll we'll get that out today because I wanna I wanna go through them anyways okay so 6 is 15 love 7 Me is our cult oh yeah the cult Eight meat missile, might be meat. I think ten is meat missile. Meat grease. There's some solid which commercials was, uh, from six through ten. GTB Gamma Tau Beta. I think that's seven. Oh, I think that's seven. The cult, I think, is episode fourteen, the existential crisis episode. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. I so, think meat missile is eight, but it might be ten. I think it might be ten. 
Well, why don't we just find out? We've got these amazing devices that I was just speaking so highly of. We, uh, it's crazy when you, when I, whenever I hear people like say like they forget they wrote a song or they forget they did something. Yeah. When I think back on our commercials and our episodes that we've done, I forget. So. That's how the creative, because creativity comes out of the void. Yeah. So you don't always remember everything that you get down because you were lucky to get it down. Yeah. It's not about that, like, you developed it. It's like, you got it. You, you caught drew, a bolt you drew, Yeah, you, you drew bolt it out of somewhere. And yeah, you're lucky you wrote it down. Because, dude, there's so many times you're like, I'll remember that. I don't need to write it down. And then you're like, I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Like, I, you, th- you think you got something and you try too hard, but you never get it back. Yeah. Oh, all nice. right, here we go. I got to do some. got to put some shit together still, it looks like. I got a little work to do. Okay, episode six is 15 Love. Nice. Probably my favorite episode in terms of commercials and vibe, and that was my that was probably my favorite episode. Episode seven is Gamma Tau Beta, strong, strong, strong commercials. Episode eight is a fresh one. Ooh, okay. Which I remember having average commercials. Wait, episode nine is the existential crisis. Episode fourteen must be the conspiracy theory episode. So episode nine was the existential crisis episode, which I think was the cult, and then episode ten was Meat Missile. Fascinating. Episode 13, Little Fancies. <laughs> Dude, I haven't looked through this shit in a minute. Episode, what's, uh... America 2.0? Yeah. A Good Time and Bud Save Christmas? What's going Bunkers? on? Bunkers? A Third World Country, country club? club? That's a great, that's a great... Strong. A Third World Country Club? Yeah. That's, that's classic. Yeah. That is... And, like, we use up all of the water in Uganda. Yeah. And, but if you pay for part of our tournament, some a portion of that goes to the Ugandan <laughs> water crisis. Dude, Bunkers of Third World Country Club, episode 20, Slippery Immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> episode 21, the Drugs for Guns program. Deerfield Frog, Foxcroft, Alpaca Smokes, Eat the Dirt. Do you remember when there was a small town murder? Yeah. That was a weird time. That was fun. Despicable hashtag me too. Master caters, sensitive britches, and tough shirt. <laughs> Axel Lumberjack Beaver. That's with Tyson. That is with Tyson. The boys will be boys. Coronavirus with a lime is our last full episode we've released. Is coronavirus with a lime? I'm not trying to play. I just want to know when. Had commercials. Released it. Yeah. Oh, I miss that. Me too. That's one of the things we don't even get to do with uh, recording it on the phone here. The echoes. We don't get to put in Good Time and Bud's smoke sesh. That whole part. Look, we're just we're just a few Next short episode, steps though, yeah. away from yeah, really. It's, it's coming back hot. We're gonna be fucking. God, you're gonna be so impressed. Yeah. All the Patreon money that you guys have sent in is going to good use. It's also going to Goodwill because that's where we got yeah, most of our gear. Yeah, that's where we got all of our gear. Also, we haven't got any Patreon money, so. So, what's going on? Yeah, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, what's the matter here? Let's, uh, uh, well, Blazers uh, got to win their last game to avoid the plan. Oh, they still have a chance to avoid the plan? Yeah, if they beat Denver, they avoid it. Denver's good. Or if the Lakers lose. Yeah, Denver is good. But Portland's at home. 
All right. And they have to win. And they have fans. And they have to win, so I think they will. All right. Denver doesn't have to win. Portland has to win. It's hard yeah, to, I mean, it's hard to match and that. D- and Portland's hard. a hard team. Yeah, it's hard like, to, if you play it's hard to match you have that to win, energy. the Blazers will typically show up for those games. Yeah. It's hard to match. the playoffs show up, it, that's a short well, story. Yeah, because, yeah. They could do it for a game or two, and then if the better team's there and they're just playing better, it's they're over. just going to move past it. You feeling those edibles yet? Because I think I am. I think I am, for sure. This is when Joe Rogan shows up and he goes, well, see, the thing about edibles versus smoking about, flowers yeah. is it's got that 5-11-hydroxy metabolite. I know. Yeah, some yeah we know Joe. I've heard it, but it's just your body is so different, man. Different. And it's not regulated. It's not regulated. You don't know how much you're taking. Oh, that was great when Harrison would make those fucking brownies and you didn't oh, know how much. You didn't know how much. This is when I was first living at my house by myself, and I was like, Harrison gave me a full bag of these. I'm going to eat like four of these and just see what happens. You ate four? Yeah. I No, nah, three. I ate three. Exaggerate a little bit. I how ate many? three, though, because I was, they weren't huge ones. How I was many like, did I'm gonna we eat at Sun River happens. when we were tripping balls? Half each. Half each. Yeah. We were tripping balls. Yeah. I was uncomfortable. But it's, it's going to be inconsistent across the batch as well. Yeah, 100%. And so, and but, it's also that was right before acid, so it was like yeah, there was extra, and yeah, it's like who's gonna be here and all that. Yeah, but I mean, I live by myself. You guys still lived in Corvallis, so like basically no one was even dropping in on me. So I was like, Grandpa Sam, maybe I'm gonna just give it a shot. No, because Grandpa Sam is like my dad, who's also like me. Which is, if we're gonna drop it on anybody, we wouldn't want anybody doing that to us. So we are absolutely calling ahead. Yeah, but it's the courteous yeah. thing to do. Luana should learn that. I'm in your driveway. I leave a message because I want to check in your house today. She does sound kind of German. I don't, German I don't know She's why I did that accent, but it felt natural coming out. She's not a Spaniard. She's a fucking Italian. She's an Italian. Um, She's wanting spicy meatball. Meatball and a tough customer. And a shark. They call her the shark. Call her the shark. And it's like, yeah, because you know how many people like sharks around them? None. None. Nobody wants a shark around. Them. No. Nobody's like, yeah, it's my buddy shark. NATO. Fucking fill the shark. Fill the shark. It's better than fill the boot. It's way better than fill the boot. Like I support firefighters, but I do think that they really only save white people's houses. Well, and also they start a lot of fires as well. Job security. That yeah, that's a. There's five fires going on right now in Arizona. I guarantee every single one. Four of them started, started by a firefighter. firefighter. Yep. There's no question. Yep. They're like fucking. We got nothing to do. Let's burn some stuff down. Which I get. It's fun to burn stuff. Let's get some it's overtime. Super fun to burn Let's stuff. Let's get some overtime. I wouldn't blame the firefighter for do. Honestly. I blame the government. Uh, I kind of want to start a fire. <laughs> 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 Could be fun. You know what, you guys? How many of you out there drink Michelob Ultras? It's a quality little beverage. It's got a Coors Light smoothness to it, but I think the taste might even be slightly better. That's not saying much. Neither of those things are saying much. We're talking light beers, though. We're not talking quality beers. Yeah, but it's got a Coors Light. By the way, 
I love the fresh squeezed IPA by Deschutes, but the one that I got is the fresh haze or whatever. Not as good. I got the Satter Haze. Finally, they had Satter Haze is quality. They've had it for the last like week. And, they've had it. They've had it for like the last week and a half. Yeah, I got some the other day. You gotta get it. Yeah, I gotta get it. Here's another thing you gotta get, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how often you go to Papa Murphy's, but if you're gonna do it, you get yourself a regular right. crust. Then you do a garlic base. Then you get mozzarella. But then you add Italian sausage, chicken, pepperoni, green peppers. Then you add, it's an easy add-on, zesty herbs and spice. But then you go extra cheese. You got yourself a little tasty treat. So basically what we got going on in here is like a 70s retro style table. And some salon chairs that we picked up from Goodwill. Well, I mean, we're going to put the pictures we'll up. We'll put pictures up, but, I mean, it's it's comfy. I, yeah. I'm, well, no, this is great. These this, chairs are great, and then yeah. I can just lean on the table. Like, yeah. this is fantastic. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So all we got to do is just get the rest of the gear, which blankets. is not much. It's not much. And uh, by cable, next episode, we'll be up and running with... Our professional microphones and professional sound it's like, equipment. It's like two cables and a mic stand and... Right now I'm talking into a microphone that's not even plugged in. Well, so. Yeah, well, that's showbiz. That's showbiz, that's baby. Showbiz, baby. I got a pop filter over here. You know what would be popping? Pop, pop, pop. Anyways, I don't know. There it is. I mean, life's good in AZ, baby. Life's good in AZ and we'll be coming back to you guys... Uh, yeah, next episode with professional sound equipment. So stick around and make sure to uh, listen to that one and share it around. Keep, and keep it, it crispy. crispy. God damn. Um, just give me one second here. Give him one second right here. Okay, here we go. You know what we're going to listen to? Oops, I did it again by Britney Spears. Okay, they're calling this album Psycho City but they're wrong it's fucking old, old Rose Motel here we go going out on some great white hey, whoa who was that
Everything you want Everything you want You can find around Ready? Here comes the chorus. Let's get this hitter. Can we get this guy off the phone lines? It's a jam. That's so true. So true. Can't find no hell in hell? You can't. You can't. That's why you go there. But if you want to get to heaven, you got to get go to a little hell. You got to get a boardman. Like a what? You got to get a boardman. You said you got to get an abortion? Yes. Okay. Can you imagine getting an abortion in boardman? In a boardman? Boardman getting an abortion. Once you remember that picture I showed you of that, like, it's like a balloon, and it was supposed to say, it's a boy, but it got crossed out, so it said, it's a boarded. More of a visual gag, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, uh, it was kind of funny. If you have a sick... Hey, abortion's not funny. Uh, maybe it is, I don't know. It's funny. It probably is. I find it funny. <laughs> I paid for the, three last week. I find, I find the beauty of it to be funny. You find the beauty of it to be funny? Yeah. Beauty can be funny. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. And I beer hold abortion. Low and beer hold. Like abortion's not funny. I mean, unless Carrot Top's mom had an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs your suitcase full of dildos. Allegedly. Tom Brady could use them. Tom Brady could do whatever he wants. You don't hear a lot of piano in those fucking 80s tunes. Yeah, I do. Not enough. I hear it all the time. That was bluesy piano. I almost always am hearing that in my head. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? You ever just get like a 1980s kind of bluesy piano riff stuck in your head? That happens to me all Too much? Yeah. If I'm being honest. That happens to me all the time. I definitely know what that sounds like. I definitely Does this make you want to listen to more Great White? Because it should. I like Great White. This is good. Great White came on the radio the other day. I told all the guys in the car that Great they could buy County Fair. They were not impressed. I was like, you guys don't get it because that's a running joke between me and my friends. And that joke would have slapped if they were that's the slap. I had the dumbest thought when I was mowing the lawn. I don't know why I was thinking about it. You remember the land before time? Yep. The dinosaurs. I was just like, you know, say what you want, but the land before time, but... <laughs> it's a quality little set of movies. Yeah. I don't I know agree. where that thought came from. I don't either. Talking about mowing the lawn. But I do like the land before time. I do too. Other than it made me feel like my mom was probably going to get killed at any time. Well, she might. I know. By a T-Rex. Who, who knows? 
Who knows what I can do? Dude, it's wild. My mom's mom was straight fucking murdered. Like, it's wild. It's wild. That's wild. That's wild. such a wild concept to me that I can't even wrap my head around. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna... I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about that story. It's just like, not... So you gotta tell everybody I love you, everybody. E-L-E. Yeah, everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. My other co-worker murdered a guy. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? A lot of murder in Arizona. A lot of murder in Arizona. A lot of people we associate with have murdered people. Well, too That's many. interesting. Too many. Something to think about. Yeah. Like, we see Maybe that we up in a lot check. of places Maybe we where people murder, have murdered people. Maybe we should check our lives where we're at. We need to check our privilege, I'll tell you that. We're just, we're just the fucking guys that wind up in those kinds of situations. You know what? Saying go beef. Go beefs. I stand by it, and I always will.